Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Good morning. It is Thursday. Happy Thursday. How y'all feeling on this fine-ass Thursday? What y'all fine-ass? How's it going, sis? How you hanging in over there? You made it to Thursday. Woohoo! I have. And my son has gone to bed every day. Knock on wood. Every day this week before midnight. Listen, <laughs> it sounds like he is making a mindful practice of his sleep. And oh. first of all, everybody, happy Monday. Welcome. I mean, Monday. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Thursday. It could have been anywhere else, but you are right here, and we greatly appreciate it. Shout out to me for finding a seeded watermelon in the middle of October. It's not unheard of, but I had a client that specifically asked, and I went on a hunt and could not find one. But yesterday in the Asian Mart, boom, there it was for $12, but we got it. <laughs> I do have a warning out. Huh? We have a warning out. So, What's the warning? Kids, with, What's the warning out? kids that are gifted, it uh-huh. is Friday the 13th. Uh-huh. And we have a lunar eclipse coming up. Oh, wonderful. Shout out to my baby daddy, a.k.a. my baby father. Gage is on spring break this week, and Gage has been with his dad. Cue and clap. Yay! Yay! Fall break. My mom had some time for it. Yeah, fall break, yeah. I said <laughs> cue and clap. And I was like, hey! The crowd's going wild. And uh, oh. I'm grateful. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I have that next week. Mm-hmm. But my kids stay home. And um, that's all right. But, um... I am. I want to give a shout out to uh, Vegan Taste Good. It's a group that I'm a part of on Instagram, and um, they have been juicing this week. I've been doing pretty good, but if y'all know, y'all know I was on a water fast last week, and I just didn't feel too compelled to not eat at all for this week, and that's all right, and that's my whole entire business. However, I um, haven't really consumed food. I ate a few grapes here, a handful of nuts there because I'm still working out 
and getting all the weight lifting on. But shout out to Vegan Taste Good. I love her, her tribe. They've been most wonderful to me in ordering juice and all the things, which is why I want to just express gratitude for today's topic. And you already started off by saying my nephew has been mindfully going to bed on his own at a decent time without any melatonin and fuss and, and things, uh, right? He, oh, yeah. So he's, he researched what melatonin is. Oh, yeah. He has refused to take it. Yep, because uh, what you guys may not know about my nephew is that he's a heavy researcher. And uh, yeah. <laughs> he is also... Um, creating his own uh, presidency within his mom's living room. <laughs> Time to get up and get ready for school. And uh, Sorry. he's not backing down. <laughs> no, and you know, that is like the best part. And I say this with a light heart because I know that he is going to be the kid making all the other dumb kids do things. When he's got his mindset <laughs> he will not cave into peer pressure. <laughs> he's going to be... Because he, he practiced mindfulness. Yes. You know, that was my biggest fear is that, you know, these kids, because they have this label and they're ABA therapy, which I don't believe in, but they're taught to obey. They're taught commands and they're taught to, to do that. They're basically mind drones and mindless little robots that just do what they're supposed to do. They're not taught critical thinking. So when it comes to, you know, my biggest fear with them was kidnapping. Granted, I live in a very safe environment now, but, you know, how easy is it for these kids to disappear? And so I wanted to make sure that they had critical thinking and understand, one, right from wrong, because I didn't want them to be the dumb kid being talked into doing things by an even dumber kid that <laughs> thinks something's great because we have all these dumb challenges now. And we did dumb things as a kid. We all did dumb things. We all did. But this is beyond dumb. We knew drinking dishwashing soap was bad. We knew don't eat laundry soap. You know, but these kids now don't have that critical thinking to understand the yeah, repercussions. Sure. And that was my fear. I agree. I agree. And also, their different mindset is that I'm not, like you said, it's not going to allow them to give in to certain things that children who's not as gifted, we don't want to, all children are gifted, but children who are exceptionally gifted, how they can their discernment is just, I mean, it's, it's like no other. I pay a lot of attention to Gage, a lot of attention to uh, Gage when he interacts with people and when we're in different places and he tells me, Mommy, I doesn't, I, he doesn't like the way it feels because he talks to third person. So mm-hmm. he'll say, Mommy, he doesn't like the way it feels. And I go, well, what does it feel like? He's like, I don't like the way it feels. So can we go? Or I've had about enough. He knows when it's enough. 
when he's had enough, it's, it's time. We have to go, and we have to go now because I don't want him in a space of being uncomfortable, and I don't want his anxiety to, to go up or he begin to stem more. So he has um, really been helping me with my mindful practices because he is really tuned in and mindful of the things that's going on seen and unseen around him. And he's a very good judge of character. Which is a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. And part of the problem is the way that I've learned to kind of describe it is these kids, they almost have that gift that Jesus had where they can see down into your soul. So we may look at them and be they're a bad person because they do bad things. But this ki- these kids can see them at a deeper level and see they have a lot of good potential if they're molded and pushed in the right direction. Okay, understood. So, you know, they think, a lot of these kids think that these are bad people that need more love, more attention, more molding, and they'll be good because they could be good. But they have to deal with the heartache in the process because they're outside and their main level of them are bad. They're mean kids or mean people. Okay. I see the picture clearly that's painted. But that's why as parents, and we talked about this the other day, but as parents, we, there's a fine line between gentle parenting and um, corporal punishment. And some parents would disagree saying, hey, my kids have been spanking. And then there's others like, oh, we don't need to spank them. We just need to talk to them and, and rationalize with them. Because if you're me, spankings don't work because your child's pain receptors, um, they're... They need blood in order to operate. He will not identify pain unless there's blood. Right. Some kids. Then you have the next one where they stub their toe and it's like, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. Oh. (laughs) You lose a tooth. Oh, my God, it's like you've got to go to the ER. Oh, no. I've got both kids in my world. And so, oh, okay, Gabe pulled his tooth and uh, wrote a tooth fairy letter for five hundred dollars <laughs> oh, <laughs> because he wanted to buy a painting. Because he wanted to buy a painting and go on a trip. <laughs> now, what happens when he loses the next tooth and you have to pay him that much more? Oh no, he didn't get that. I think he got eighty dollars. Okay. Shout out to my daddy because it was not gonna be his mama. But uh, I take him on a trip, so he knows. Again, he's learning that being mindful of behavior and attitudes and things like that, that determines the things you get and the places you go in life. So when I use the incentive method, if you act one way, this is the incentive. There's no phone, there's no art, there's no trip. 
There's no chess club. There's no bike club. Take away his bike club. Take away that. That's the end of the world. Shout out to Barry's Bike Camp or Bike Shop, but they house a camp every afternoon for all children um, in the inner city. They teach them sustainable living by teaching them how to build bikes. They're also one of our sponsors. Woohoo! Go Barry. I know it's a little loud this morning. I'm reporting live from Juice Up Production Kitchen. I'm in here with my kitchen mate. Hey, Randy. The people on the radio say, hey, Randy. Hey. Chef Randy. <laughs> they say, hey. Chef Randy's in the mix. He be here. Uh, he's here always leading a helping, lending a helping hand. Yeah, I can't really talk this morning. I'm stumbling over all my words. I guess because I'm just in such a relaxed mode, honey, I ain't even been talking. I have been uh, mindfully sitting in silence and uh, just allowing the thoughts to happen in my head and allow them to disappear. Sometimes they come back, sometimes they don't. And that's what um, I think that is when I get my most clarity and my answers that no one can answer but me is really practicing mindfulness outside of the, the chaotic work day or the the days I have to be a parent or, you know, an entrepreneur and speaker and author and a thing and a box. And um, I've been listening to a lot of just positive mantras, and that that's how I start my day because I wasn't starting it off that way. Even though I was taking the cold showers and working out every morning, I still was falling victim to picking up my phone and scrolling. Yeah, I was addicted to scrolling. I know y'all like, how yeah, It's just something, I don't know, it's, it's almost like it's soothing. <laughs> because one, if you're me, your phone is a little dry, personally, but it's always business. So at the wee hours of the night when it ceases and no one's, you know, calling or asking questions, they're like, oh, a little bit of peace. Oh, what do I want to do with my peace? And I used to read books more often than what I do now. And then I kind of get my scroll on, which isn't always the way. But I am unlearning so much in this last quarter on the way that I want to be. Because what I've learned is that change can occur, and change is not bad. Like, it's not a, a hard – it is hard. Let me let me turn it up. It's hard if you are going to go into it resisting. But it's also refreshing and rewarding when you can honestly sit back and say, I want to become something different. I want to become more than what I am. Or maybe you are more just as you are and you want to be valued or viewed different or talked to different. You want people to talk to you different. Um, I mean, you want to talk to people different and vice versa. But it's just like you have to sit in a space and realize that this is who you have become. And if you don't like 
the way the narrative is going, you're in control. You are the puppet master. You're in control. There is no good and bad devil sitting on your shoulders making you do it. Uh, I think it was Clip Wilson. The devil made me do it. No. You made a decision. Everybody has those neurons and protons in their body that can trigger good and bad if there's a such thing as good and bad. It's really all what you want to do and what your energy is pulling towards you. My daughter was using that as an excuse. What? The devil made me do it. That's what you say? Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. But watch this. Maybe it's identified as her devil, but it's really her higher self wanting to speak and be louder and be heard. Or maybe it's her lower self. We all have highs and lows, no negating that. For her, it was a struggle because she is naturally good. By that, I mean her idea of rebelling is not cleaning her room. And so because her brother is one a boy, and I know I get a lot of slack for saying this, but he is a boy. He gets into chaos and destruction. He gets into things. And so he needs that little more attention, and I didn't realize that I was giving him a lot more than her. So she started acting out, and she was telling me the devil told her to do it because it was the only way she was getting attention. Yeah. We fixed that one really quick. I was going to say, how, how, how is it now? Like, how did it make you even feel? Oh, I felt hurt. horrible. Yeah. Just for the fact that, you know, I wanted, I tried to be conscious about it. And we were good when she was little, but as she got older, we kind of, and most parents do this as your kids get older, you kind of not give them as much attention. Yeah. And so um, she still craved it. So we had to readjust how we deal with things and make sure that once we're done with him, we go and hang out with her for a little bit. Yeah, you want to give them equal opportunities to be mama's boy and mama's girl. That's cool, though, to have two. Like, do you think you could, do you think you would even just want the one? I think about that all the time, like having one child and he has siblings on his father's side, but not my side. And I'm going, dang, does he need a sibling? And at one point I asked Jace, did he want a brother? He was like, no. Ariana praise. Two or three times a day for God to bring her a baby <laughs> brother and a baby sister. But she's kind of she starting to get me. away from that. Just for the simple fact that her brother irritates the living crap out of her. He does it on purpose because he wants her attention. And she looked at me and I go, Ariana, this is what all little brothers do. They irritate you. They get into your stuff. They annoy you. It's just the fact of life. Now, if you have a little brother and sister that keep doing it, they're going to be doing it too. So you're going to have three bugging the crap out of you on a daily basis. Do you still want a baby brother or sister? Mom, I don't know. One's enough. 
<laughs> yeah. And then one time he asked for a sister with no brother, so she's mama's favorite boy. But yeah, we have to go within and say, yo, I don't want to be this person anymore. I don't want to operate in this space. And I just don't want to. I don't want to. Maybe you're tired of being who you were or you're tired of people treating you like you haven't done the work to be changed. So that's when your mindfulness needs to kick in. So those habits that we have grown to love, how do we redirect them? How do we change them? Little small things. For example, when rising, instead of grabbing your phone, take to your yoga mat. Sit on the edge of your bed and do some breathing exercises. Don't just get up like a train wreck and just alarm clock goes on. You jump up because you hit the alarm clock about three times and now you're for real late. So you got to get your groove on and you got to get to moving. Then, you know, one important thing that I've done, I have done this a long time ago. And that was I started putting my phone in another room. My phone and I, we broke up. We was like, this is enough. We've had about enough of each other. <laughs> you go your way up or go my way. And uh, I, I got to stop sleeping with you. Because <laughs> you're causing me more harm than good. Yeah, girl, for sure. I had to break up with my phone. I had to. It was running my entire life. And because I allowed it. Now, once you gain control of your habits and you want to identify them as being better habits or good habits, there is something you can do early in the morning, even if you're not an early riser, and that's try to catch your brain when it's in that reticular activated system. Right then, your brain is more open and receptive to change. So you can do things like brush your teeth with the opposite hand. We talked about cold showers before. Um, Listening to different hurts and different uh, ways, patterns and sounds and frequencies to get you in a space of you like, all right. I can change. I want to change. I'm not the same as yesterday. And don't get it twisted. Old habits will, you know, they'll creep back up. They'll be like, hey, girl, ha, thought you changed. You lied. You ain't changed. The easiest way to start adjusting and changing old habits, it takes 28 days Mm -hmm. for your your brain to eliminate the one habit and change it. Is one, change one habit at a time. Mm-hmm. And be cognizant of that habit, changing it over every day, all the time, for 28 days. It takes 28 days to reprogram your brain. Okay. You heard it first from a psycho and 
habits therapy. Now, what happens when the old habits like, hey, we're still here. You're not doing what you said you was going to do. How can you combat that mental talk? That mental talk is basically you on the fence about changing that habit. Mm-hmm. You want to change, but you're not wholeheartedly wanting to change it. And it's a fear. You okay. know, your brain is, ironically as it is, it is the laziest organ in your body. It is designed to conserve energy and have the quickest response from A to B, which is why your memories and your imagination run on the same level, so a lot of your memories are not completely accurate. Ariana, time for reading class. So the best way to do that is you have to have the mindset and yourself talk write it down, see it, you know, I always have sticky, I used to have sticky notes on my mirrors, like in the bathroom and stuff, as you're washing your hands, you see it, to reiterate, that's what I want to do. But you need to make sure when you're trying to change that habit, you know, quit smoking, for instance, that it's something you want to do. Because if it's something that someone wants you to do it for you, it's not going to work. Which is why a lot of our rehabs, a lot of our stuff doesn't work because you're forcing someone into it. They're not right. ready. They don't want to change. And it's a word game. You know, if you are on the fence but you want to do this and you want to do this for you, then, you know, you want to make sure that it is something worded so that you want it. Make it into a positive statement not a question, and make it an empowerment statement. Mm. So I got to watch the way I talk to myself. I got to put sticky notes around as reminders. And put it on your lock screen with your phone. You're looking at every time you unlock your phone. I put, I have some on the wall right across from my bed at eye level because I have like a um, what do you call the beds that are really low to the ground yeah I have that bed so um, the wall that's across a platform bed there you go the wall that's across when I turn over to get up I have you know various colors of sticky notes I think it's like 15 of them and they say different things like, um, you know, my mindful practice. When I eat healthy, I feel good and I look good. Um, I'm happy and healthy because, you know, my life is where I want it to be. But the I'm question so is, is it where I, you want it to be? No, no, no. But what I'm saying is if I'm working towards it, my Sticky notes, you know, like I'm happy and healthy now that Gage is a conscious eater and he's mindful of the things he eats because I want that to happen. So I'm, I put it forth out there that that is my life. I read it every day, like I'm happy and healthy um, now that I create good habits for myself. I listen twice as much as I speak. And so I'll ingrain those things in because 
what I'm learning about, like, bringing the things to you is that when you feel the feeling, your brain does not know if it's real or not. Correct. It's just you get into the joy of feeling the feeling, and that energy that you put out will attract the very things that you want. So, um, But when you do your sticky notes, you want to make sure they're very specific. Like, okay, so you have a sticky note that says my life is where I want it to be. Instead of putting it that way, where do you want your life to be? Do you want your own shop? Do you want your own yoga studio? Do you want your own center? You know, all these different yeah, things. Your brain out loud. needs it. Right. Your brain <laughs> needs it very, very. And that's the thing that people don't understand is when they do these things, they are very broad. Mm-hmm. So we settle. Because we make ourselves think that we're happy. Where we need them to be very specific, very achievable in the sense that this is one we know we achieved it. And then we keep going from there. You know, what does, you know, people say, I want to be happy. That's great. We all want to be happy. What does happiness look like for you? My thing. And that's where you start changing the habits because your brain is now getting the step-by-step process of what you need to do to achieve those goals. Okay, understood. And mine are specific, Mary. I just didn't want to share them because they're mine. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's not, it's not about you in general. I'm talking for your audience because we live in this yeah. world, you know, and I'll, I call you a lot and vent about the dumbest stuff I see on, you know, social media about, you know, positive worlds and we're gaslighting. And why there's such a high failure rate and where we're having such an issue with mental health now because we are so broad. We need to start, and this is where a lot of like hypnotherapies and all these problems, where we have a lot of issues where things don't work because we are not specific. Our brains need a map and they need exactly step by step. It's like learning to read. A is for all, apple, A. You know, we need that to, to know how to achieve it. You're right. You're right. Sometimes I forget that my audience is listening and we're not on the phone having a conversation. <laughs> but, yeah, um, there's certain things that I'm putting up there and um, just re retraining it. More so for that mental health. I heard you speak about that a little bit. And that's when yoga has been, like, a really big deal to people as well as myself on just saying, okay, something may be going on internal, and you're not dealing with it. Yoga invites me to sit still and deal with it, sit in it, honor it, figure out how I'm going to map it out and where I'm going next, what that looks like. So I'm like, yeah, this is is it. We're going up here. This is where I want to thrive. This is what I have to do to get there. But I sit and bask in the feeling of when it comes, it's already here. 
that is I don't the one have... aspect where I love yoga, uh-huh. and I yeah. recommend it to a lot of clients who can't meditate. They can't just sit and do nothing. I am one of those. Because when I sit and do nothing, my mind goes to scary places. Where in <laughs> yoga, you're concentrating, your conscious mind is concentrating so much on the movements and the stretches and the things you're doing that it lets your subconscious yep. give it a break. Aha uh-huh moments that's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Now let's figure out and solve the problem. Sure. You don't get into that dark, scary place that a lot of people are afraid to go. Do you think it's important to go there and and just go there and feel it, I suppose? It is when you're ready. Some people can't. Okay, I was like, some people can't come back. That's the problem. And that's where yoga really helps because you're doing something to help distract. And so it's the connection between your brain and your body. So as you're going into those dark, scary places, if you're not ready to go to that dark, scary place, you will end up falling over in the yoga move. And it'll yeah. snap you back. Understood. I would definitely say the breath work part of it is what I enjoy because I'm just sitting, engaging in different regions of my body through breath work and through breathing into my belly, breathing into my lungs, holding it into my throat. And I'm concentrating on the breath so much that the active thought that just race through that's like, why are you even thinking that stuff? Like you said, you don't even have time to even hold on to them because you're concentrating so hard on your breath or the movement. But I think connecting with breath Mm-hmm. Do you know what the purpose of that breath movement is? Um, I want to say life, but go. The whole concept and the purpose of that, that breathing is it actually slows your mind down and puts you into that trance to open up your subconscious mind. It's kind of like the yeah. easiest way to explain this is like zoning in to a TV. It's, okay. It's slowing everything down for you, so it's shutting off your conscious mind and opening up your subconscious mind. All right. And then a part of that system again is engaged. And now we can really think for our higher selves. We can really tap into the who we want to be and where we want to go and how we're going to get there. It's called a mudra in uh, yoga. And now I'm just become to just really sit into the things that I want. I imagine them. That's the magic too. The imagination Reading Rainbow was on. That's the manifestation tool. Imagining it, seeing yourself the way you want to be seen, showing up for yourself the way you want to show up, having the hard conversations so people know how to treat you and how not to treat you. 
having the conversations that, you know what, it's a no for me. And in that no, this is how I choose to stand. Or it's a yes for me, and in this yes, I feel that everything is right and it's working out for me and this is the way it should go. So, honey, I'm here for all the things when it comes to developing your higher self. And even changing up your circle, like we're in the midst of a new moon, so people may start acting brand new, or maybe you're the one who acting, who's acting brand new and you want to definitely administer some change in your life and you no longer are the same and you no longer want to be seen as old you, honey. It's, you got to change the people around you. And if the people around you can't see your growth and your elevation, then that might not be the person that you need to be around. And that's just a harsh reality because I know sometimes in relationships and friendships, partnerships, We'll hold on to things that no longer serve us and study praying for a way to get out of it. And then when you have wished and hoped and prayed your way out of it, you're out of it and you don't even know how to operate outside of chaos, and you go back to the tomfoolery. So how are you just shaking your head like, oh, girl, oh, man, you you going back to this? I thought we we got you up out of this. You know, you asked to get up out of this. I thought we did, but now we're back in it. And it's okay. Regression is part of the process. But identifying the regression and saying, whoo, all right, I'm starting to pick back up where I left off. And I'm not want to be here. Let me, let me adjust and assess and let me get out of this because this ain't it. Whoa. I do not want to operate on this level. I do not want to be like this. And then one day, I mean, it's just like uh, that bonsai tree. You know, you've been keeping it at bay, keeping it at bay. It's growing, but you clip it, you clip it, you clip it. And then one day you'll look up and this it's a really big tree because you've been cultivating it for so long, but it grew. And the bonsai tree is a small tree. I'm speaking of like those really tall, 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 tall trees that they, they say they start underground first and they grow. And then one day it's just, they're tall, but you didn't see it grow. You don't know how long it took to get there, but it got there and you don't. And people, what they don't see is that it started underground. That work you do, that inner work, it's dirty work. It starts within. I remind of a quote from Lauren Hill, how you going to win when you ain't right within? How? You got to go within and really say, hey, you need work. I want to change. I want growth. I don't want to be the same. And then your body will listen to it because, you know, the neurons and the protons, they listening, all right. <laughs> she says she don't want to be the same anymore. Let's let's start administering different, you know, hormones in the body. At first we're gonna work against her because she's trying to do something new and we don't want this. 
We like routine. We like regulation. But then one day it'll, it'll just, it'll all work itself out and fall into place because you sat still enough, you've read enough books, you have um, thought enough good thoughts, you have said enough mantras, you positive affirmations yourself, you went to the yoga class, you uh, did the detox, you got into um, your spirituality, you changed up your circle, and all these things. And then, boom. We can rip you out the plastic because you're brand new. Straight out, like the note box of a new pack of no shows. Okay? You are brand spanking new. And just when somebody tried to remind you of who you used to be, this is how you know you've grown because you remind them first. Oh, yeah, I know how I used to say things. I know how I used to X, Y, Z, but I don't do that anymore, honey. And if you can't accept me for who I am, then you're not who I want around me. That's when that discernment kick in for real, for real. You're like, oh, I don't want these people around me. These people are just here to see if I'm going to regret and go back to my old habits, and, and they don't believe in my growth. They don't know my work. They just want to come around and say, oh, girl, she's still the same. A man, he's still doing the same thing. So bet on you. Do that work. Try something new. Try something all the way new. If it makes you uncomfortable, do it. If it makes you scared, do it. There's a self-help book out here that says do it scared. Absolutely, do it terrified. Do it because what you up? Case in point, I was scrolling last night, and I like to watch uh, inspirational pages on Instagram. I try to stay away from, you know, fluff. There was an just incredible woman, a hundred years old, was her first attempt at attempt at skydiving. She had oh, you saw that? Yeah, 103 or 104, and she went skydiving? Yeah. Baby, my, that's like my whole hero. My favorite one was that 102-year-old that stormed the beach of Normandy. They landed um, by helicopter to Normandy. And so when they had the anniversary last year of Normandy, he stormed the beach the same way he came in the first time. He goes, you know, this may be my last time going, so I want to go in the same way I went in the first time. And he tandem jumped with, you know, someone. Wow. See, that's it. That's it right there. They did it scared. They did it with, they did it scared, but they also did it fearlessly. He was like, you know what? This might be my last time. I'm going to go out. I'm going to make this happen for me.
No one's going to stop me. I'm doing this for my own life and my fulfillment and my purpose and my plan. Man, can you just imagine? First of all, just imagine making it to 100. And you feel capable. Your mind is, is sharp. I'm quite sure around 40 or 50, the old them died and, and they rebirthed and knew them. <laughs> to make it this far, I'm quite sure they have died several times. So we got to be more mindful, people. Life is precious. Some of us are in our 20s, our 30s, our 40s, our 50s, and to be honest with you, that's all those ages are too young to be dying from anything. But it happens daily. I got to run on to see what the end going to be like. So I do the healthy practices that I feel are best for me and what I need to do in order to maintain my body so it can keep me healthy, my mind so I can stay sharp, my physical activity so I can, you know, keep moving. It keeps moving. The moment you stop, the moment it stops. And I believe that wholeheartedly. So I stay moving. I stay active. I try to read. You can never read enough. And every chance I get, I consume some fresh, fresh juice. Shout out to our sponsors, Juice Up Bar Inc. Our press is the freshest and the bestest. <laughs> As I drink some pineapple apple ginger. So, all in all, be mindful when your mind is full. You don't like something, honey, change it. You can't change it, stop liking it. Know that everything is somewhat an illusion, and you're in control. You're in charge. You're the author. You pick the characters. You control the narrative, and you can direct it any way you want it to go. This life is your show. Put it on to your best ability and know that you are doing what you need to do for you. And everything else is going to work itself out. I'm a walking, talking, breathing, living this talk right now. 
in real time. Shout out to all the therapists that are on the line. Mary, you know, where would I be without you? Okay. (laughs) Hey, it's a two-way street. No, and that's the misconception, you know, coaches and therapists and professionals, we don't need a coach or another professional. We deal with the same amount of junk that you all experience and deal with. And sometimes we deal with it even more just because we deal with clients with heavy issues. We, you know, we need that support just as much as you do. Amen. Man, that's it. That's all today. Honey, I done been set free. Mm-hmm. Any announcements? <laughs> about um, we have a special show coming up Thursday, the 26th. It is National Deployment Day. We're on, um, it is Thursday, so we are going to talk about on family, our family show at noon about how deployments affect the individuals going overseas or even inland to different bases, but how it affects the family and understanding what everybody goes through in the transition period. Um, we have Veterans Day coming up, November or Veterans Week coming up November 6th through the 10th. And we will be honoring and talking to a bunch of current and former service members and a few great ones. Um, we're looking at possibly having a gentleman that was part of the original Tuskegee Airmen come on and talk about his story. And it's all about honoring and respecting what these individuals went through. We are doing our Halloween special on Monday for Hometown Heroes, the 30th. And that is all about helping get ready for Halloween but and not just getting ready for Halloween understand what the Halloween culture is for different cultures but also to understand you know a lot of people don't understand and realize with trunk or treat and things like that kids are not mm-hmm. going door to door anymore but they really not of, which is the thing is is that a lot of these older generations that is their only interaction they look forward to seeing these kids at their door. You know, our grandparents and our old, the older ones, that is their highlight of the year is having kids come to the door and seeing these kids. A lot of them don't have families, and this is the only interaction they get. So be mindful of that. You know, even if you don't go, make sure, you know, Stop in during the day when you go trick-or-treating and, or, you know, say hi to an elderly person. But also, you know, kids who do go door-to-door, my kids do, 
be mindful of the, the color of buckets that they carry. Blue buckets are for autistic kids. Yep. So just because your child, that child may not say it, say anything, that doesn't mean they're ungrateful. No, my son has it backwards where he knocks on the door with his sister. He'll say, thank you. Then he'll say trick or treat. (laughs) He's not backwards. He's polite. He's when he wants to be. But, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, not showing that disrespect, but also teaching your kids be respectful of others when they are out there treating. Be mindful of the little kids and the little people and the first timers and yes people's properties. Yes, people's properties. For sure people's property. Well, you see a lot of kids that knock over, you know, displays and decorations in the yards trying to get to that door. And which brings us into the holiday season starting next next month. Next month. My favorite time of year. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. And join us at noon for Family Time with Bob Oakley. Hey, Bob. Thank you for all you do, brother. That's all I got for today. For sure. Doug, pull up on you, Juice Dealer. 1066 Ralph David Abernathy. If you're out of state, we ship. Order online, juiceupmar.com. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Continue to be your best selves on purpose. Go out today and be a little bit more mindful, okay? I love you. Nothing you can do about it. We'll Hmm. see you next week. Peace, love, peace. See you back here at noon. Bye for now.